everybody, and welcome to issue 185 of Critical Encounters. It's a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Tualtimus, Senior Quality Assurance Specialist at Fantasy Flight Games, and um, with me today, of course, is Steve. Zach, welcome back for week two. Oh, hi. And Mike. Hey, Zach, how's it going? It's going pretty good, guys. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, thanks for coming back. Uh, I guess you really wanted to see the next set of Sabertooth cards, eh? Oh, man, I have been waiting, like, a long time now. To like hear all the deets about these week. encounter cards. Exactly. Week, yeah. And like yeah. I haven't been sleeping. I'm like, I've just I'm just I, yeah, my my mind is mush and it's all twisted around. Like I can't I can't get my thoughts together and like all I can do is think about Sabretooth encounter cards. So, so since the last Sabretooth you haven't eaten or slept, uh, you probably haven't gone to work. You, uh, you haven't seen your family since the last time we talked about Sabretooth. That that is that's some dedication. No, I find when I'm when I'm feeling like this, the best thing for me to do is just crawl off into the woods and like down into a hole somewhere and just like shiver throughout the cold nights for days, except for when it's night. But you lose track of time. And then, you know, I had my alarm set, so I knew this was happening, and so here I am. All right. <laughs> so we went on a vision quest. All right. Yeah. But I didn't I I was hoping to see visions of these encounter cards, but I didn't. All I saw was, like, Wolverine pointing and laughing at me. <laughs> All he saw was redacted, redacted. <laughs> now you know how we feel. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> Seeing all these encounter cards in the, in the preview spreads slightly buried behind other encounter cards. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right. Yeah, there's still no Daniel. No. Uh, still no he's, Daniel. He's recovering, I hope. Um. I haven't seen Caleb in a while either. No, he's fine. Uh, Steve. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, an email. An email is on my mind tonight. We received this email from Thomas B. That says, Dear villains, I recently started a new job with longer commutes and have been listening to your old episodes. Oh, kudos to you for listening oh, to the old ones. Oh, no. poor you. Um, in the episode about experimental weapons... Okay, so definitely old. This is going way back. Okay. Wow. Uh, You bemoaned the modular set was not experimental enough, and I found myself agreeing. How about adding a fifth card to the set called Experimental Overload, a treachery? Discard each experimental weapon in play. For each weapon discarded, all characters, all characters, take two damage with a surge and two boost icons. (laughs) So he says the uh, the damage might need some play testing, but one doesn't feel high enough. Uh, and while two would force those so-called heroes to spend their resources clearing the weapons for fear of an overload and a possible eight damage. Okay. Uh, and then it says, you know, if you play Crossbones or Red Skull, you shuffle that card into the villain deck. So love the show. It has done a lot to make the traffic more tolerable. Wow. Uh, so uh, first off, thank you for the email. I'm glad you're listening. You know, I'm glad it's making traffic tolerable. We'll have to uh, see what we can do about making it even enjoyable. 
So that, what, what a great idea. Zach, why didn't yeah. you think about that? Well, I was, I mean, you know, I mean, I've been working on the traffic problem and uh, yeah, I mean, it was all like the Osborne tech and stuff. We could probably like hook up something to make the cars fly. Oh, I think Mike might have been talking about the card suggestion. Oh. Oh, yeah. The card. Yeah, well, well the card. Yeah, the card is also, I mean, that sounds fun. Shoot, yeah. that'd be super fun. Throw that in there just for funsies, and then, like, it's like, oh. Um, I think, yeah, the two damage is scary. It would be scary on two damage. Um, I do think that one damage probably feels a little too low, but um, I love the idea of just, like, everyone taking damage like crazy. Like, I, I mean... You get into a late game where there's a ton of experimental weapons out, and like the villains at low health, you're also at low health. And then suddenly it's just like, Boo! it's like, well, uh, did did we win? I don't, I don't know. We killed the villain. We're also pretty dead ourselves. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you guys can have that one. I mean, you're the quality assurance guy, so you know, make it so. All right. Thanks. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, any any resemblance uh, to this card on any future sets um, is completely coincidental. And um... yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Okay, we're kidding. It's okay. Yeah, thanks, Thomas, for the email. Yeah, I like the idea too. You know, get, get something going. But we are back for Sabretooth Part Two, aren't we, Mike? Yes, we are. We are going to talk about the other origin of Sabretooth. Oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, Earlier boy, oh, origin. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sabretooth, villain of the X-Men, nemesis of what, Wolverine. His yeah. first appearance was, of all places, Iron Fist number 14, published in 1977. This is nine years before being introduced into the X-Men comics. And I, wrapping my head around this, I think roughly around the same time the X-Men were even introduced. So, like, they were still fleshing out the X-Men when he was introduced but in a completely different story uh this is um yeah this is a, a neat little story it takes place west of calgary in the canadian rockies so practically in my backyard up near you yeah okay yeah that puts it somewhere near banff national park oh wow uh, this, yeah yeah lovely place um that's yeah. not quite where they were they were somewhere in the mountains but close enough the the story opens with gunfire as iron fist and colleen wing are tumbling down a slope in the middle of the wilderness but why are they there Back it up. It all starts. Oh, yeah. It's, they're doing this flashback thing, right? Start with the action flashback. It all starts when Colleen takes a job as Jaron Hogarth's bodyguard. She calls an Iron Fist for backup. And when he arrives at the airport in Calgary, the two of them take a private helicopter to Hogarth's private chalet somewhere in the Rockies. Not a thing, by the way. <laughs> That's uh, protected land. <laughs> I'm sure that guy had enough money. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so when they arrive, they are immediately met at gunpoint by men in balaclavas. No, I'm not not the balaclava. I'm not going to oh. get worked up about that. Oh, I, I'm not a little disappointed. One. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then we were introduced to the leader of this group, Sabretooth. And this wow. is where he kind of gets shafted, because the only details we get about him come from two panels. One has some exposition by Ms. Wing. You're a freebooter, a modern-day pirate. For the right price, you'll rip off anything. And then in the next panel, he holds up a clawed hand and threatens to rip her eyes out. And that's it. That's the backstory we get for Sabretooth in this. There's a love yeah. stand. Come on. That's, that's pretty typical sometimes of these uh, villains early on, huh? But usually it's like, this is the monster of the issue, so 
there's usually a line or something. Like, I know they don't do the full childhood experience, but I don't know. They didn't even talk about the fact that he had claws, really. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or his name. Do we get his name? Or his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at this point, essentially, he's a muscle for hire. Well, especially in those earlier comics, honestly, like where, where they almost always just go talk about a lot. There's like a lot of exposition usually. Oh, the monologuing, the exposition. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you found me. Me and my men were going to launch this ambush when you arrived because this person slighted me two years ago when I was pulling this other heist where I got my claws or something. Now let me walk across, across the room to the fireplace while I continue monologuing about this next story. Yes, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not in this comic. So he's a muscle for hire. Hogarth was sticking his nose where it didn't belong, and someone hired Sabretooth to kidnap him. Pretty bread and butter. Now, unfortunately, Sabretooth was brand new to the series, so he hasn't read any of the previous issues. So he actually has no idea who Iron Fist is. He knows who Colleen Wing is, but he's like, I don't know who the other guy is. Just guards, just get him out of the way. Um, this causes him to underestimate his captives, right? So he's he's focused on Colleen, where an Iron Fist, you know, punches him in the face and Breaks free of the bonds, you know, him and Colleen escape on snowmobiles. Cue the epic chase scene, the gunfire, the tumbling down a slope in the wilderness. And they manage to take cover in an old weather station. This surprises their pursuers, who thought that, you know, they surely they would have perished in the minus 80 degree blizzard. <laughs> what? <laughs> so really? I, I don't know what temperature scale they're using. They like, say minus 80 degree blizzard in the comic? Yes, it's as minus 80 degree. Now, it's in Canada. Uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're using the Fahrenheit scale, but that's still minus 60 Celsius. That's real cold. Yeah. So that's I looked real... this up. I looked this up. <laughs> the record low in Alberta was minus 61.1 degrees Celsius. That was in Fort Vermilion in 1911. Uh, Fort Vermilion is near the northern border of Alberta, roughly the same latitude as the southern edge of Alaska. Calgary, on the other hand, is about a two-hour drive from Montana. So yeah, it gets really cold in the mountains, but they have, that's that's insane. Well, maybe they were factoring wind chill. Uh, still, I yikes, I I don't know. All right, it's 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 one of those. They just said oh, minus eighty sounds dangerous. Yeah, one of those things. You got you guys look at Canada. Oh, it's cold. It it's that sounds like Canada. Hey, since we're on the topic, we don't live in igloos. We don't commute to work via dog sled. Polar bears don't wander the streets, and less than a third of us can actually carry on a conversation in French. Cool, cool. Whoa, oh, this is blowing my mind. And I can't believe I have to say this, but contrary to what you may have seen in an X Men movie released around the year two thousand, we don't have cage match nights in our bars. Oh, <laughs> well, have you been in every bar? I yeah. Don't think so. Yeah. Rogue, Rogue finds Wolverine, quote, somewhere in Canada. That's the caption. Somewhere in Canada fighting in a cage match. You can't, you can't burst my bubble. Nope. 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 You know, um, Mike, I think you just need to do a bar tour of Canada and be on the lookout for cage matches. Cage matches. Yeah. Yeah. I would start like in the deep wilderness where it's very cold. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's sure. probably your best bet. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go follow the snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we warm in the winter. <laughs> I think we've digressed enough. <laughs> Actually, no, no, we haven't. Okay, there's, oh, there's something else. <laughs> okay, all right. So we know how the rest of the story is going to go, right? The heroes find their way back. Big fight scene, yada yada. Okay, but get this: they get back to the chalet, 
This is Iron Fist's plan, right? Iron Fist is going to take on Sabretooth. And he says, Colleen, while I'm doing that, I need you to free the hostages, find some weapons, take out those mercenaries, get the groceries, pick up the kids, cook dinner, clean the house. Holy crap, hero. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just beat up on this one guy. You do the rest, hey? Um, she does it. <laughs> of course she does. And she does it faster than it takes Iron Fist to do whatever it is he's trying to do. Um, well, because Sabretooth keeps healing. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So the final... I wasn't even going to talk about this, but the final fight... Sabretooth runs out the back of the, shell, of the chalet, luring Iron Fist back outside, where day is just beginning to dawn. And the sunlight bouncing off all the snow causes him to go snow blind for, like, minutes. And, of course, Sabretooth is, is doing his monologue this whole time. Saying, ah, just as I had planned, I timed it so that all the sun would shoot back at you like a giant mirror. And, uh, um, yeah, and he's kicking uh, Iron Fist's butt until Iron Fist realizes, hey, wait a minute, I was trained to fight while blind. He's a little slow <laughs> on the uptake, so take some few panels. Oh, Iron Fist. Uh, he's old gone. That's probably why Colleen was like, oh, okay, wait, all you have to do is just keep punching this guy? You're good at punching. You do that. I'll do the things that require coordination. <laughs> oh my god no he's gonna be done so no he regenerates yeah yeah you take on Sabretooth yeah do that oh boy big tough guy You're no kidding eh oh boy um yeah so that that's really Sabretooth he's uh, originally conceived as a recurring foil for Iron Fist uh, but he, and he has some run-ins with Power Man but eventually he just gets moved into the X-Men as a minor villain the early writers envisioned him as Wolverine's father uh, but that soon got kiboshed. Later writers just reversed that. And I think at some point they actually do a paternity test. And no, he is not the father. Mike, you are not. Wow. Do they think... go on Jerry Springer or something? Uh, I wish. Uh, I don't. I didn't actually read that. I couldn't find the actual comic. Um, I think one of the movies somewhere along the way, they're like siblings. Oh, yeah, which is why they share a healing factor. Um, maybe a listener knows where I heard that from, from some movie or something. But you can quote me on it, but I'll deny it <laughs> if it's wrong. So, um, yeah. So that's uh, okay. that's Sabretooth. Cool. Hope you I enjoyed like, that. I like both versions of Sabretooth. <laughs> this one just, I don't know, like this classic time period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love hearing like those like old school like original origins or the times where we first meet them and get to know them because so many of them are just so like silly. Yeah. I mean, you know, superheroes running around, but still like it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's certainly there's <laughs> certainly a lot of creativity around that. Oh yeah. I just think that, you know, kudos to Sabretooth for that snow blindness idea. Like he didn't know that you know, Iron Fist trained to fight like blindfolded. So I think that was a solid move. Yeah, sure, sure. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, every time I walk outside, oh my god, oh my god. Well, Canada's just full of snow. Yeah, full of it. Yeah. Well, in the mountains at the chalet, it definitely when it's negative eighty blizzard out, definitely. So. <laughs> oh. Uh. oh yeah, all that sun. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Hmm. All right, let's talk about these encounter cards. So, again, this is the Mutant Genesis campaign. First scenario, 17 total cards, 10 encounter cards, 7 by title. 
you've got the villain main scheme, two setup cards where you're going to use Mystique and the Brotherhood Modulars. But tonight, we're going to just look at the encounter cards you shuffle into the encounter deck. Oh, finally! Yeah. So, Zach, I know you've been dying here. Why don't you take the very first card? Oh, absolutely. With pleasure. Thank you very much. Let's all watch out for Sabretooth's Adamantium Claws. Mm. It is an attachment that gives Sabretooth plus one attack. You attach it to Sabretooth when it pops up. Um, and Sabretooth's attacks gain piercing. As a hero action, you can spend, uh, you know, uh, energy, science, and strength resources to discard the card. Um, and if it's revealed as a boost, you still attach it to Sabretooth because those claws, they keep growing back, just like the teeth that in the previous mm. episode kept getting pulled out of his faith, face as a child. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. So uh, how often do you spend those resources to get rid of this card? Very curious. Not too often. Not that much? It's a never for me because it keeps coming back and that's a big cost. Well, yeah. and I'm just not really into declawing cats in the first place. So just sort of, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think if your defense strategy involves tough tokens, if you are Colossus, you don't want this on. Uh, right. Right. But if yeah. you're playing somebody who's never going to get a tough token, it's just plus one attack, and you can handle that. Um, you know, may maybe you have these resources for some reason. You've got a shawarma or something else along those lines. Uh, there's the leadership card that you know you get one wild resource for each ally you have in play. I can't think of what it's called Band right together. now. Band together. Band together. That's one card that could pull this off if you got your ally set up. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I think it can just kind of stay most of the time yeah i haven't exactly what we want to happen i haven't actually played colossus against Sabretooth, but i have been playing a lot of colossus lately and i would probably get rid of it running colossus but for the most part yeah i wouldn't all right well i'm going to tell you about the next card called animal ferocity oh boy oh boy oh boy this is also an attachment it's a condition and you can attach to Sabretooth. Sabretooth gains stalwart Okay, so this is one he can't be stunned or confused at all. Hero action, spend one of each resources to discard this card, and the boost action is attached to this card to Sabretooth. And the art has Sabretooth in a bar fight with a bunch of guys in northern Canada. He's just getting back to his roots. Yeah. Because Canadians all have short haircuts and dark glasses and yellow jackets. You guys all dress the same, right? Isn't that your hockey uniform? <laughs> Where is that from? It is a it's comic just down the street, piece. right? So, yeah. Um, all right. So it gets it gives him stalwart, which is the main way that you keep him from activating all the time, right? Yeah. I, this one I would definitely be more likely to want to get rid of in more situations. Yeah, if you if you don't stun or confuse, like if your deck just doesn't do that, then oh. this this card's nothing, right? That's true. So. But like we said, if that is how you're trying to stop him from regenerating, you're stunning and confusing him so he doesn't regenerate, this card prevents you from doing that. I guess that's animal ferocity. Feels like a ferocious animal, I guess. Okay. Sure looks you like can't it. can't stop him. He's so mad. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what I felt when I saw that minus 80 degrees. Uh, Feral Rage is a side scheme. Three boost icons. Sabretooth has worked himself into a frenzy in his hunt for Kelly. You need to draw his attention away from the senator. It has a crisis icon with four threats. When defeated, 
Sabretooth attacks the player who defeated this scheme, even if that player is in alter ego form. Wild. Free boost icons. Yep, I said that. Oh, I was just thinking it heals him a lot. Oh, yes, it yes. does. Yeah. So there's not a lot of opportunity to defeat a side scheme in alter ego. Okay, so what this does not say is attacks the hero or attacks you. It says the player. So you're in this case, your allies count oh, as you. Yes. So if you are yeah. thwarting with, say, hey, say you have Phoenix with a ton of X-Men allies loaded up with attachments who are thwarting like crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, Mike? <laughs> Mike has no idea. Uh, this, and you, and you thwart this with those allies, that is the player. So he will attack you in alter ego form. And since you can't defend with your identity, at least, in alter ego form, Kelly could take the damage. Yeah, if he's under your control, he will take it. Yep. And it is a crisis, and you gotta get rid of it. Um, yeah, you know, otherwise yeah. that uh, the whole keeping Kelly safe scheme thing is gonna just keep going up, and then that's the end of that. Yeah, right, the main scheme on stage two only has uh, nine threat on it, so per player, it could be tricky. So, I guess uh, the feral rage, the theme there is like I don't know. He just comes after you. So, uh, I think so. It's, it's, uh, you have to create a crisis icon, right? So you have to deal with him. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to calm him down or something. Yeah. And he'll just like tear right through you. Yeah. Yeah. Find the tranquilizer dart. Anything that gives him more activations is good for him. So. Oh yeah. All right, Zach, you're up next card. Oh, yeah. Tell us, yeah. tell us about FFG's hero bias in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, well, here we go. It's, uh, next up, it's a side scheme called Medical Emergency. Uh, uh, two threat on it with Hinder 2, um, so, or Hinder, Hinder 2 per player. Uh, it has a victory value of 1, so when you defeat it, you add to the victory display. And when uh, it's defeated, you heal 2 damage from Robert Kelly. It also has an acceleration icon on it, by the way. So this is, um... A way that you can help Robert Kelly out a little bit. I hate this card. <laughs> is it? But is it hero bias or villain bias? Because is Kelly a hero or a villain? We don't it's, know, right? I think it's senator bias. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's bias. what it is. That's what it is. This is something they snuck into the last bill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. You had all your playtesting done, and then some senator decided to slide that in at the last moment. Oh, exactly. Oh, it's just tough, you know, when, you know, when the sort of political spheres get involved in the playtesting, and you have to, like, deal with all sorts of, uh, yeah, yeah, the politics, red tape, extra stuff gets thrown around. And sometimes you have to make some compromises you're not too happy with, and, um, yeah, you have to offer some medical services to senators that are featured in your game. Hmm. a bone, hey? Uh, so there's there's only one copy of this, right? Yeah, and it has a victory one. So once it's in, okay. it's you know once it's done, it's done. Um, I was gonna say this card is very unbelievable because like he just got this free healthcare. What are we in Canada? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to spend all your resources. Jeez. Right, you don't have to pay anything for this doctor. Cheapers. Well, you know. I, oh, I got it. I got it. It's a blessing in disguise. It lets you punch Robert Kelly two more times. Yay! Oh, all yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> Th this is the only way to heal Kelly because 
the main schemes and stuff say that you can't, player cards can't heal him. So this is it. So if yep. if he is on the verge, you know, you could clear this. And you might want to clear it anyways because of the acceleration icon that it has on it. Yeah, I think this is really important in four-player. Uh, I, I know Kelly has the same amount of health, four-player versus single-player. So the only scaling is how fast you're drawing cards to the encounter deck. And we'll see, you know, with the next card. Uh, that damage can pile up faster when you're in four-player. So I feel like this is more of a priority in with multiple players. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair to say. Should I, should I tell listeners what I'm talking about? Yeah, go ahead, I guess. All right. Sure. I'll, I'll give you the fun one at the end. Okay. All right. This is Sabretooth Strikes. It's a treachery. When revealed, deal one damage to Robert Kelly. You may exhaust your hero to prevent this. No one's doing that. Boost. If this attack defeats an ally, place two threat on the main scheme. Okay, so I was wrong before when I said it was unblockable damage, because you can block this by exhausting, but uh, let the deck cycle enough times, and this will just keep happening. There's two copies. Yeah, I was going to say there's two copies in here, so I don't think I've ever exhausted my hero, because I'm probably exhausting to prevent Sabretooth from attacking Kelly, as it is. Um, Yeah. And it falls into that trap of, hey, it's one damage. Well, unless you spent those two resources to ready your hero after protecting Kelly, then you might. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, a... so you spend the two resources, ready up, and then exhaust to prevent this one. So you haven't used your, you don't get to use your hero in the hero phase. You've burned a bunch of resources. That sounds like a good tactic for the heroes. <laughs> but you prevent Great. one damage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Taking one for the team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you two people draw this in the same round you can exhaust two heroes yeah <laughs> and then the boost is is like not dealing damage but you know if it picks off an ally you put a little threat out i don't know that that's yeah, no, yeah. yeah yeah it's okay well in a way it's it's needed because a way of getting around Sabretooth's ability to hit kelly is throwing bodies so this counters that a little bit yeah yeah, definitely. Um, and early on, this could end up pushing the threat on stage one over the six per player threshold, maybe. Things like that. So, all right. Well, there's one card left, and it is Unrelenting Savage. Actually, there's four cards. There's four of four. these. Four. 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 Wow, 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 wow. Four. All right. Unrelenting Savage is a treachery. When revealed, alter ego Sabretooth schemes. If he has no sustained damage, he gets plus one scheme for this activation. Uh, when revealed, hero Sabretooth attacks you. If he has no sustained damage, he gets plus one attack for this activation. One boost icon. Yeah. Yeah. So you know I, just one card. It's, it's four. Four of them. Like, yeah, I said, oh, it's got cards that, you know, hurt you if he hasn't sustained damage. No, he's only got one. He's just got four bloody copies of it. And Yeah. He just activates more what, activations. Eight? There's eight activations in the deck on oh. standard. Woo! So he's yep. He's healing. He's coming after the senator that you're trying to prevent. He yeah. W- which is why maybe you do ready up uh, <laughs> once you have the senator. <laughs> Four is that? That's got to be the most right. Like um, activations in a in a set. Oh, activations for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty yeah grumpy. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's not afraid to show it. Can I ask if, like, about whether that number of this card was tweaked at all? Uh, I actually don't recall. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Honestly, I'm sure it, it probably was tweaked up and down throughout. Um, just, I mean, I mean, we have like just our we have amazing testers, and the design team is great, and they work together really well and like so like ideas get bounced around all over and like things get tested at all sorts of levels so without having you know that like first hand information like you know being part of a discussion where someone was like we should try with three unrelenting savages um i would not be surprised if it was you know tried out at a couple of different uh points gotcha <laughs> why do we have eight of these yeah it's so that you never know if it's going to be a Sabertooth Strikes, and you're like, I don't care, so I'm not going to ready myself, or, oh, wait, it could be an Unrelenting Savage, maybe just to be safe. Oh, good point. Yeah. That's still a high cost, two resources to ready your hero. It really is, yeah. Yeah. So just in case, it says if he has no sustained damage. So that means if Sabretooth is at full health, he gets the bonus. Right? Right. Correct. So all the more reason to keep putting the hurt on Sabretooth. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the encounter cards. And we talked about the main... Let's let's talk about the scenario as a whole and give it sort of a, a rating. Zach, we always give them a, you know, a letter grade rating on these sorts of things. Um, Mike, maybe why don't you start? So, oh, man. <laughs> let our guests... I always, yeah. Oh, let's see. I waffle on this one a lot. I think in four-player, this one gets a D. Whoa. I think in solo, this one gets an A. I think the game experience changes a lot. Just the um, the sheer timing, time it takes in a four-player game? It's the sheer time. Yeah. And I think if you're okay with that and you know it going in, great. Fine. Um, or, hey, you know what? Play one, play one of his cards in four-player. If that's all you have time for, there's no harm in it. Yeah. Zach, I, I, I change rules all the time. This is totally within the realm. Do that. Have fun with Sabretooth because the cards in this set are great. Sabretooth himself is a great mechanic. Uh, it's really only game length and along in a big group. Seems fair. I mean, I'm going to have to give it an A plus all around because everything that we do is golden. And, <laughs> um... <laughs> wow. Tell the line. No, okay. <laughs> no, but, um, but I personally, um, I, uh, I tend to play more solo, and and I agree, it's it's right up there for me. So I'd probably give it like an A minus as a solo experience. And uh, um, yeah, um, at other player counts, I would be less of an expert. So maybe I don't know. Let's split the difference and give it a B. Solo, it's a lot of fun. Multiplayer it drags on. Two player is still great. Uh, I, I do, like two player a lot. Yeah, I also like the mechanics. The whole that you're dealing with the healing, you're dealing with the senator uh, as a first scenario in a box. It's it's fun. It's good standalone, and it's fun in the campaign, which we can talk about when. We oh, talk and about the design, the like there really is a lot good here. Like it it does do what I bragged on before, like the whole forcing you to play the game that you may not be comfortable playing. Is it plays this scenario plays at its pace, not yours. Yeah, that's right. true. That's one thing I will I'll I'll you know uh, add to that. Um, it. Yeah, it definitely feels like you're fighting Sabretooth. Like, yeah. it has, like, that feel of, like, especially also, like, protecting the senator and, like, 
you're worrying about that and dealing with like you're basically like dealing with stuff on multiple fronts and it is yes much like his unrelenting savage card it is fairly unrelenting and yeah if you if you're completely unprepared for it then you could be in for a bit of a struggle yeah and then so if you're playing with the suggested modular sets you're adding four big minions and then a fifth even bigger minion with mystique so you have and you know the blood brotherhood minions do stuff so you do have to distract yourself from Sabretooth to deal with them you've got you only have one blob is the only guard but you do end up with the mystique who guards for the whole table and she keeps coming out so that keeps messing up your you know punching Sabretooth kind of thing um yeah all in all it's pretty fun i would like to amend my grade give it a b okay i'm feeling nostalgic now well yeah just imagine this is all taking place at the chalet <laughs> oh D. D. <laughs> uh, Mike, if the listeners want to tell us their grades or other things, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah, just the grades. It's oh, cool. you know what? First, Zach, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been a fun two weeks having you on. Oh, um, well, thanks for having me again. And honestly, like, this has been great. And I'm looking forward to, like, go back to my home again. And like to eat some real food and maybe get some sleep. Oh, okay. I guess you're allowed to. Whew. Yeah. Well, uh, Mike, I mean, do we let him go or? I mean, we can't keep all of them captive. Somebody has to make this game. Okay. We'll just keep the one then. Zach, you're free to go after this. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the, the money, right? The hostage money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The studio's good for it. <laughs> All right, all right, enough of this. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> you can email us, email us your thoughts at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find our YouTube channel, because yes, we still have videos there coming out all the time. And you can also find us on Patreon, both by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast and on Discord for your party, Big Foam Loaf, and Wondering too. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Like you, Senator Kelly. Take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is that mutants are very real and that they are among us. We must know who they are and, above all, what they can do. Unless, like, maybe there's, I don't know, is there a quote somewhere with, like, ah, let them hurt me. Oh, do, say that one again. Ah, don't let them hurt me. Clipped a little bit. That was good. Um, ah, don't let them hurt me. Your microphone is oh, sensing the change in volume and cutting it out. Cutting out like, same right thing. at the ah yeah. part, yeah. Let me, uh, I'll, 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 I'll try being a little professional. <laughs> Don't let them hurt me! Thank you.